Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. What did we learn before the voice of God? We learned some really good stuff about uh, why David suffered through with Saul. You know, this is a reflection for you also, for you to reflect on your notes. Why, why don't you leave the presence of the king quickly when things get hard? You know, it's, it's important for you to realize situations where there is an authority, an authority figure, you never break bridges and burn that relationship with just, I don't care, I'm done. Or especially if you are the type of personality that escapes. There are people who, have you ever heard of this situation? People who are renting a house, they rent a house, and then something happens with rent or with, with the, the property, and they leave in the night, like they move out, they don't let the, the person know, or they just leave the rental relationship badly. Do you, does that happen in America, where they, 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 uh, they, they leave without paying rent, they leave without explaining, they leave just anyhow? That position, the Bible tells us that when you leave that place, people with authority like that, they can do whatever they want. So something like that can spoil your rental history for the rest of your time, all because you did not handle a relationship well. You leave a job and you leave a job angry or you leave a job uh, just haphazardly. That will affect your future because that employer you're leaving can do whatever they want. Are you understanding? Uh, same thing in ministry. Same thing in ministry. And ministry is also risky because you leave and the person you served under uh, gets angry enough. And I, I, don't, I don't say ministers should do this. Don't do it. But gets angry enough and curses you. Now you're, you're, you're walking around with curses unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. Are you understanding? So be careful in the things that you have, whether you're renting, whether you're at a job, whatever. Just be very mindful that you want to transition relationships well. Amen? All right. Let us go into today's teaching. And I'm very surprised no one brought this up. The first thing the voice of God, the first thing the voice of God reveals is what? First thing the voice of God, we said this at the end yesterday. The first thing the voice of God reveals is what? We've talked about it so much this, uh, this time. Sonship. Sonship. Thank you. Sonship. The if you want to know, is this the voice of God? God will always speak to you as a son or a daughter. I am an apostolic anointing, a pastor, a reverend. I have very many titles. But God does not come to me and say, Dr. Evans Karyuki, 
or Pastor Evans Kariuki or this. He talks to me as a son and will talk to me about my office of a pastor, office of an apostle, office of a father. But he talks to me as a son. Oh, church, get this in your spirit and you will master the discipline of hearing the voice of God. God speaks to you first as a son or daughter. It's always a voice of sonship. Or if you're a daughter, a daughter. So there's a caring, there's a, a watching over that comes with it. It's, you know, often when people have been raised in church, you just think God's voice is like that Morgan Freeman loud voice that, that, that is coming through to, to scare you or to tell you to do this, do that. That, 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 that is, when you're born again, it's not like that. It's not like that. The voice of God is a voice of sonship. It's a caring voice. It's a caring voice. Now, does God express himself aggressively sometime to us? Yes, he does. I'll show you that. The Bible says the spirit cries, cries. There are times you're not listening and the spirit is like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to tell you this. He cries. Amen. So let us, let us talk about, I want you to become disciplined in hearing the voice of God. So that's what we are focused on. How to master and hear the voice of God. The first thing to realize is God speaks to us as sons and daughters. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. The spirit of his son, and because you are sons of God, and because you're sons of God, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. The first sign that you are spiritual or you have the spirit itself is he cries, Abba, Father. That's sonship. 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 We'll touch on that again here shortly. John 16, 13. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you the things to come. The spirit of God speaks of past, present, and future. There are things you will hear that are pertaining to your future. For example, if you hear me preaching or talking to you, when you hear the Spirit of God talking to you also is when I say something that is in these three realms. It's like pastor is talking about my past, but in the same statement, he's talking to my present and I can see my future. Have you ever left a sermon knowing what you should do? You, you came in not knowing, but you left knowing what you should do. It's the spirit that spoke to you. The words, the words that I speak, they are truth and they are life. Life pertains to past, present, and future. We have all been called to be prophets. 
Now, we've not all been called to the office of a prophet, but we've all been called to be prophets. You prophesy your future. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. But how do you know what to decree? By the spirit. I hope this is making sense to somebody. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established. How do I know what to decree? The spirit tells us of things to come. Tells us of things to come. In our new year service, we prophesy a lot. A lot of prophecies into the year. The year 2021, all the prayers we've done, majority of them have been preparing you for the victories you're going to see in the year 2022. Mass victories. Mass victories in your life. But in 2021, you're prophesying into your 2022. So for you to understand the voice of God, you must watch over your words. Your, the words that you speak should mirror the words that the voice speaks. Acts 27, 9 to 11, you see Paul being shown what is to come. When the spirit speaks of what is to come, the Bible uses words like, I perceive, perceive, perceive. So I am not talking about seeing people's address and all that stuff. You know, I, I appreciate those, those type of prophets, but for me, I want to see situations. I want to see deeper, deeper things. Because your address, I can ask you. But I want to see deep things, deep things that are unseen. Perceive, perceive. Seeing is to perceive. It's like a, 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 just a, a sight, like a stepping into a situation, a stepping into a situation. Uh, that was Acts 27, 9. Acts 27, verse 9. For you to serve God in the fullness of ministry, if you have been called to do something, even parents, even parents, if, you've been, if you're a parent and your children are out of state, and as a parent, you cannot follow your children everywhere. So you need the ability to perceive. You need it. You need to be able to step into where your children are without being where they are. Oh, you need it. Oh, you need it. Perceiving, perceiving is like a spiritual journey. I hope you're getting these notes. It's a spiritual journey. Literally, you feel I am taken somewhere. I did not say it's a soulish journey. You don't leave your body. It's a spiritual journey. For you to perceive, there must be divine purpose. Divine purpose. We're talking about the spirit showing you things to come. 
One day I was in, I was, if you've read my books, you, you know this testimony. I'm praying at the altar at Wild Harvest Church and Deborah George begins to speak about nations. Uh, sorry, I began to pray and the Lord gave me the word firebrands. He said fire. I've never heard that word before. I don't even know what that is. He said firebrands. He says, go make firebrands. I say, Lord, what do you mean? He says, your life's purpose is to go make firebrands. And I said, what is a firebrand, Lord? And then uh, Deborah George woke up and said, woke me up and said, nations, nations, nations. And when she said nations and prayed for me, when I was in the spirit again, I saw floods of people, floods of people. I perceived floods of people receiving the gospel. And they were people of all nationalities. It was a national gathering of firebrands. Another time I was praying in the spirit and I saw people walking in streets like we did in uh, Rich Week and going to heal the sick, going to heal, going to pray for the sick, heal the sick, heal the sick. Another time, um, uh, oh man, a very powerful man of God came to Wild Harvest Church and prophesied that there's going to be uh, an African boy here who's going to go and start a huge TV network in Africa. And before then, I had seen myself standing in an office having a meeting about the TV program. So you perceive, are you understanding? It's perceived. I don't want us to become spooky. It's not, it's, it's just a natural occurrence. You, you just step into the future. Also for me, yes, Tommy Bates, thank you, thank you. I'm glad there are people who listen to my testimonies. Tommy Bates is the one who uh, prophesied that. And church, the perceive comes from a place of spiritual connection. The ability to perceive comes from a place of spiritual connection. So you're connected to the spirit and you're also connected to the situation. One of the things that happens to leaders um, is 2 Kings 5.26. 2 Kings 5.26. Now it depends on what kind of leader you are, you know. It depends on, on the spirituality of the leaders. 2 Kings 5.26. And he said unto him, went not mine heart with thee, when the man turned again from the chariot to meet thee. Elijah, Elisha had a servant whose name was Gehazi. Gehazi. And Gehazi cheated or lied to Elisha. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. It may be easier to understand. But Elisha asked him, did you not realize that I was there in spirit when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you? Did you not realize that I was there in spirit? Spiritual people move and travel in the spirit. I know this is a level of depth that some may not understand. And I... I I respect that. Don't let it concern you. I'm not talking about witchcraft. 
I'm not talking about uh, things that are not biblical. Even Jesus said to Andrew that I saw you before I saw you. If you're serving under someone spiritual, they go into different situations. Didn't my spirit, don't you know that my spirit, I was there in spirit. I was there in spirit. Did you, don't you know I was there in spirit? I have often, I have often been uh, people that I'm connected with, people who are fully connected to my anointing and to my, that serve with me. When they are sad, I feel sad. Or when they go through a situation, I go, they, my office can tell you how many times I've said, call this person. And they're like, pastor, that's the random. No, call them now. That is why member care is so important to me because it's a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connection. Hey, reach out to this person. Or I, I, I wonder, I don't know. There, there are some I just text randomly. Hey, praying for you, it's going to be okay. It's because my spirit went there. My spirit was with them. Elisha said, wasn't my spirit with you when Naaman stepped down? It is very, very, very important for you to have a spiritual connection with the people you serve, who you serve under and the ones you serve. It will save you tremendous, tremendously in life. It will save you. It will save you. I uh, gave you the example of one of my pastors who I called and said, um, hey, you're, you, you are not living right. You're living in sin. And he said, yes. And I said, you are in this and this. I saw this type of bed this type of thing, and both of you were in bed. And he said, yes, we took, we went to a hotel. And he repented and turned away. He repented. And you know, people, people get restored from fornication. Don't, don't, don't think that there's, people get restored from fornication. The only, the only sin that God gets angry at is unforgiveness, that's it. Everything else, everything else. You, you pray, you forgive each other, you break that covenant, you repent, you turn around and you move on. And you move on. And today he's a very powerful man of God. Doesn't even play around with those things. Waiting for marriage. Amen. So it is important to be spiritually connected. Connected to your children. Connected to your children, spiritual and physical connected to people. It's going to save you a lot. And let me speak because I know many pastors hear my podcast because I hear you preach my sermons. Um, it is the people you serve under when the spirit of God takes you places, you will know a transition is coming before it comes. You will know how your departments are, the health of everything before it even happens if you're spiritual the mistake that many people make is that the dominant voice in their mind is the voice of the things of this world the vo the other voices if that is the most dominant you you can't 
step into spiritual things. Are you understanding my example? You, the dominant, if the dominant voice is the spirit of God, he'll show you things to come. But if the dominant voice is today's problems, your mind will be too consumed, too engaged. Remember we said, you first get tired in your mind before you get tired in your body. So if your mind is engaged with all kinds of things, you, 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 you cannot be spiritual because too much of the world is in your mind. We said Acts 27, 9 to 13. Okay. Now, how I want us to sharpen our spiritual ears. So we are now continuously sharpening our spiritual ears. The spirit, the voice of the spirit of God is also called the inner witness. The inner witness. It is like an inner witness. Romans 8, 16. Romans 8, 16. We are going to define this word inner witness so clearly that when we are done with this, you will know how to hear that. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that first we're the children of God. The inner witness is like, have you ever had a best friend who just gives you good advice and good counsel? Like a friend who you go to when things are crazy and you're like, oh my God, my world is breaking apart and everything is crazy. And they say, no, calm down, calm down. It's okay, it's okay. You're, Oh my God, I've sinned. I've made these mistakes. I've destroyed my whole ministry. I've destroyed. They said, no, you're still a son of God. You No, come down. That is the Holy Spirit. I'm so sorry to compare the Holy Spirit to a friend, a, a, a friend on this earth, because it's not even a comparison. It's not the same. But the example still stands. When you feel like your whole world is crazy, and there's a voice somewhere on the inside that's just, that's just, it, it's, it's always constant. It's like a gyroscope. It's never, you could think everything is going bad, but this voice is always constant, constant. Con it's clear and constant. Have you ever sat down and you're making noise about something. You're, you're angry. You're like, oh my gosh, this and this happened. You know yourself. You know how you go. And then, and then you're like, it's like you're sitting next to somebody who's just watching you, watching you talk. You're raising your temperature. They are not raising theirs. They're just watching you talk. And then when you're done talking, they say one thing that makes you realize what you're complaining about ain't even a big deal. They're like, hey, you're still... You're still a son of God. Like God is still sitting on his throne, you know. That is the voice of the inner witness. That is the inner witness. Inner witness. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not feeling well in my body. I, I, what did I do wrong? Did I, that, that time I went to Walmart, that time I did it. And, and he said, no, shh, shh. And the spirit doesn't even interrupt you. He'll sit down and watch you talk. What you complain and be like, okay, Doraselli, come on now. Come on, we know better than this. Come on, DJ, you know better than this. Let's, let's get back in line. You had your moment, you had your moment. All right, Polera, now this, let's get back to it. Inner witness, 
there is an evangelist on the inside of you, that inner witness. And the first thing the inner witness does is continuously remind you of sonship. Romans 8, 16. Pay attention to that statement. Continuously remind you. Bears witness that we are the sons of God. The spirit of God speaks to our spirit. It is not, it is not a thought. It's not a thought. Because most of the time your mind is going crazy. Remember, your mind is wild. It's not a thought, it's a voice. There's a difference. There's a difference between a thought and a voice. It's like an inner voice, like there's a conversation on the inside, an inner voice. Does that make sense to somebody? The spirit bearing witness is something speaking to your heart, speaking to your heart. Doraselli, did you have a question? Or you're saying it bears witness? Okay. It speaks to your heart. It's a voice in your heart. It's not a thought. It's just a feeling like, man, have you ever said something that you should have never said? And then your heart does a, like your heart, your heart like, hey, watch out, watch out. Like, hey, why, why are we talking like this? That is the inner witness. That is the inner witness. And then maybe your mind will tell you, oh yeah, but they did you wrong. You should tell them this. But if your heart says, hey, 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 slow down. So it's not, it doesn't happen here. Oh, your mind could be going at 100 kilometers an hour. Wild, wild, wild. But your heart is, the spirit is sitting there looking and saying, no, what are we going to do with uh, Brother Alonzo? Look, look at him. Look at him. What is, what is his mind doing? Look at him. And then when the mind is quiet, the spirit says, now, Brother Alonzo, is that how sons of God behave? Is that, come on now, come on, come on. Let's, let, let's go for a walk, come on. Let's, let's, let's go talk about this. And you and the spirit take a walk. That is the inner witness. And the more you listen to that voice, that is what I mean being disciplined to hearing your spiritual, to disciplining your spiritual ear. It's the heart. When you want to take a decision, you want to watch for the quiet meditations of your heart. The quiet meditations of your heart. Those are the true voices of the spirit. The Bible does say that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Right? The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. However, if the heart is connected to sonship, there is no wickedness. That is why I said sonship is important. If it's connected to taking care of yourself, preserving yourself, making sure you're good, then that ain't God. That ain't God. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. But as long as it's rooted in sonship. Oh yeah, my, 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 my husband, he did this and this and that. He must not love me. But in your heart, you sit back and say, is that really true? Is that really true that he doesn't love you? There are many other things he's done for you. Many, many other things. The heart, the truth of the heart. When you're making a decision on who to marry, there are a lot of emotions, who to be with, there are a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, 
and a lot of emotional manipulation also happens. A lot of it happens. But you must listen to the inner voice. And this inner voice will always tell you of things to come, how this decision affects your future. The, the, the voices that just tell you how you will enjoy it now, that probably ain't God. How it's going to be good for you now. How, run from the problem now. Free yourself now. That probably ain't God. Inner witness. If you need to change a job, get in a relationship, uh, if you've, you're, you're in a life, a place of transformation in your life, moving to another city, you want this voice to be clear. You want it to be clear. Be very careful because there are people who have literally died and literally killed themselves physically and killed their ministry because of not listening to this inner voice. The Bible tells us of the two prophets, of the young prophet, young prophet. That's why I said young people and the voice of God. I don't know why they don't hear the voice of God clearly like that. Even though the Bible tells us that the, the, your sons and daughters will prophesy. But the, the young prophet, the young prophet, he lost everything. And this was probably one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. One of the greatest prophets in the Bible, but he lost everything, lost everything because he did not uh, listen to the voice of God. First Kings 19, 16. When you don't listen to the voice of God, the inner voice, you can be displaced and replaced. Replaced and displaced. We're talking about the inner witness and how why it's important. Ezekiel 37, 34, verse 7 to 11. Ezekiel 34, 7 to 11. If you're not, if you're a pastor or a shepherd who doesn't listen to the voice of God, you will misguide the sheep. You'll think you're protecting them and you're going to preach peace, peace. There is no peace. You'll misguide them. Do you know there are pastors who are naturally afraid of problems, afraid of drama? So their, their, their personality shows up more than their spirituality. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'd rather avoid the conflict so I won't get in the conflict, even though the spirit says, handle this issue directly, address this issue. You could neglect, you could neglect the calling of God you could neglect the calling of God if you don't uh, listen to the voice of God. You'll also give up. If you don't master this, you will also give up in the middle of a battle. You'll also give up in the middle of a battle when you are going to win, but you gave up early. Uh, fighting with your children, fighting with your spouse, fighting at your job. Battles happen everywhere. We are, we are master fighters. But if you give up in the middle of the battle because you didn't listen to the voice of God, you will give up early. And you could lose something that's very important to you. You could lose what God has given you because of that. 
So that inner, inner, inner voice, you know, it's important. It's important. And the inner voice will not always, make a note of this, will not always take you to safety. It's not always about safety. Sometimes the inner voice will tell you, okay, now you still got to do it. You don't want to do it. You don't feel like doing it, but you're still going to do it. It's not about you. It's about glorifying God. This inner witness, you know, this inner witness loves you and cares for you, but it ain't even about you. It's about glorifying God. It's about get God getting glory. Let us dig a little bit deeper. The inner voice is not logic. It's not the voice of logic. It's not just a good idea. It's a literal inner conversation with something greater than you. Something that knows the future. And that's the spirit of God. It's a literal conversation with the spirit of God. The spirit said to my spirit. So your spirit and the spirit are having a conversation. It's not a thought. Now, you could be sitting in a meeting at your job or talking to somebody. And the person is talking to you. And, and, and actually in school of prayer, we brought this out. So it's important for you to go watch that. Someone is saying one thing, but there is what they are not saying. And there is what they are they don't know they are saying, what they don't know to say and what they are not saying. And the spirit reveals that to you. You can read an email and know what was not said behind the email. Are you understanding? It's not just thoughts, it's unknowing. It's unknowing. I'll, I'll talk about that here shortly. It's also not a physical feeling. That inner witness is not a physical feeling. It's the voice of the spirit to your spirit. It's not, I, I, I felt it in my body. I, this felt good. No, no, no. One of the things I want you to practice this week, and even in today's service when you're in the presence of God, and don't get, don't get technical and too religious with it, but I want you to write down some of the thoughts. Think about a situation. Think about a very important situation in your life right now and write down what is the voice of the, of the flesh? What is the voice that you believe is the voice of the spirit? And what are the other voices? What are the other voices? The voice of the inner witness will always bring you to loving your brother and sister. It'll never bring you to a place of hate. It's always a place of love. So if something says you should kill them, it ain't the spirit. It ain't, it ain't the Holy Ghost. It ain't the Holy Ghost. The inner witness will always drive you to honoring your commitment and your position. Your position. God is not, is it schizophrenic? God is not a God who tells you yes today and no tomorrow. I see a lot of, I see people come and say, Pastor, I want you to be my pastor. Until the day I correct them. Now, all of a sudden at correction, 
I'm no longer good to be their pastor. And it's like, was the first one the spirit of God? Which one? Which one? What was it? But I have learned nowadays, nowadays I smile and keep quiet. I smile and keep quiet. I just smile. I say, go, go seek God. I'll teach you how to seek God for yourself. Go see, I, ain't, I ain't saying nothing. Go seek God. Yeah. Go seek God. <laughs> I learned, you know, I understand why Pastor Davis would be, you'd go to him with something and he'd say, you know what? Let's go, go pray about that. And I look at him sometimes and I'm like, Pastor, you know that that's crazy. Why aren't you telling this person that, that that's crazy? Like, no, yeah. You go pray about that. We're going to pray about that. Like, okay. Now I understand. I never, I never understood, but now I do. Because everybody cannot handle the truth. Everybody cannot handle it. That inner witness is, is not there to please you. It's not there to please you. It's there to fulfill the will of God, you know. The inner witness will always guide us to a place of peace. Even though it feels like you're going towards distress. Distress. Like the inner witness can tell you, hey, I want you to uh, take this job that has less income. So you're earning less of an income, but he's bringing you to a place of more stability. You know, one thing I've realized about church is church doesn't pay a lot of salary, salary, salary. However, there are things around your life that are worth more than money that happen because you, you, you work and serve in the house of God. Around, like at your life, more valuable things happen around your life because you're in the house of God. It's not about how much, like you can miss, you can miss a day's wages, a day's wages to go to church. So you're losing income to go to church. That income you've lost cannot compare to what you get because you obeyed the spirit. It cannot compare. It cannot compare. It cannot compare. The, the, the sacrifice that it takes me to wake up in the mornings to prepare these sermons, to do all this, all that time, and to see your lives change, it cannot compare to anything that someone else would pay for my time. It cannot, it cannot. There is, there is something spiritual. And for you to listen to that, you must listen to the spirit. Are you understanding? You must be listening to the spirit because in the natural, it doesn't make sense. In the natural, it doesn't make sense. It does. I've had people tell me on Wednesday nights, come and do this contract out of town. And they, they throw dollars and dollars and dollars and dollars and dollars. And I'm like, no, Wednesday, it doesn't matter how many people are listening. I've got to be on my pulpit. And the voice of God. So it's not about what it looks like in the natural. It's peace. It's peace. David said it's better to be a doorkeeper in the house of God. The, the inner witness brings a strong conviction. Four more minutes and we are done. A strong conviction. And you begin to have a quiet assurance and confidence that you, you have obeyed God. It's not easy to explain faith 
to explain a decision when you take the decision of the inner witness. If you have friends who are carnal, carnal friends, and, and most people have them, the friends who always choose the easy way out, the friends who have always compromised, those friends can become a very good test on whether you're obeying the spirit or not. Because what the spirit will tell you will be opposite to what they will say. It will be opposite. The Bible says the flesh cannot understand, the, the carnal mind cannot understand the things of the spirit. So you need people who you, you, you test. Hey, I'm thinking about serving as a minister at the church. It will mean I need to give a lot of time to the church. What do you think? And they tell you, hey, you need to take care of yourself. You don't even rest enough. They, you say, good, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. You've actually told me that I'm doing the right thing. You've told me that this is the voice of God, that this is the voice of God. There, you know, I, I even know people in my life who, when I bring out an idea or something, when we're talking about something, their position tells me whether I'm in God or not. Are you understanding? And the opposite is also true. The opposite is also true. There are people who are spiritual. And when you talk to them, they give you spiritual advice. When I was coming to pastor in America, I called one of my spiritual uh, counselors or spiritual leaders. And they said, Evans, you have an anointing for nations. This is just an open door for you to be able to impact the world and take the gospel to the world. Why would you think that you're not ready for it? Maybe you're actually just the right person for it. And there are others, there are others who had a difference of opinion, but they are also carnal. They are carnal people. Are you understanding the scripture? The carnal mind does not understand the things of the spirit. So the things that carnal people tell you to do, oh, you need to slow down, you need to do this, you need, and you look at their life, you see a lot of carnality. You know their advice is not of God. It's the advice that's not of God. Amen? All right. Um, we are finishing. You cannot always explain to unspiritual people the inner witness. And, and that example of choosing the spiritual voice versus the unspiritual voice is from when Solomon had to make a decision whether to cut the baby or not. He had to listen to both voices. The voice of the mother who said, yes, cut the baby in two, and the voice of the mother who said, no, give the baby away. Are you understanding? The spirit, the inner witness is very repetitive, very repetitive. Will always keep, like, if you, if you disobey and keep going in that way, it gets louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. Galatians 4, 6. Like if you keep, if you keep going in that way, it gets louder, louder, like your seatbelt warning. And you're like, oh my gosh. But people are hard-headed. You keep going. It's like, nah, 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 nah. It's repetitive, continuous. The Bible says, Galatians 4, 6, crying, 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 crying. 
you're in an ungodly relationship. Every time you hang out with that person, the spirit of God is crying. Stop, 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 turn around, stop, turn, turn, turn. You're destroying your family. You're destroying your life. You're destroying your ministry. Stop. Always, always crying. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That, that happens. That is how you know it's the spirit of God. That's how you know it's the spirit of, spirit of God. This could happen over weeks, over months, over years. Continuous, continuous, continuous. The spirit of God develops an inner knowing, an knowing, an inner knowing. We're done. An inner knowing where you just know that this feels wrong. I just, I just know. I, I know. Yeah, I know every, everything in the natural looks like this is what I should do, but I can't take this job because it's, it's going to keep me away from church. And I just feel like that's wrong. I just, an inner knowing, like an inner knowing. Yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know this relationship looks like it's going well, but this, or an inner knowing on the other side, like, yes, I know we don't know each other, but God is in this thing. God is in it. An inner knowing, inner knowing. Church, beloved daughters of Zion, sons of Zion, my life has been a life lived with that inner knowing, inner knowing. You step into a place and you just know. You meet somebody and you just know. You just know. And I pray to God that your life is also guided by, by that inner voice. Silence every other voice and let the inner voice of God be the most dominant voice. Even in the presence of God, you will leave the presence with knowing the will of God. I pray that during these times, to the best of my ability, I've taught, taught you how to know when God is speaking, taught you how to connect to the voice of God, taught you how to tabernacle. How do you present yourself? How do you show up in the presence? How do you present yourself? And how do you present your gifts? Then how do you hear from God? And I believe that God will continuously manifest his strength and power to you through these teachings in Jesus' name. Let us pray, then we'll dismiss. Lord, your voice is the one voice we want to hear. Lord, if your people learn to hear your voice, then we, we, your, your word says, you know the will, the spirit knows the will of God. And it reveals the spirit, the spirit, the will of God to our spirit. Lord, teach us to be disciplined in hearing the spirit. Lord, even for the intercessors who pray for my life, let them hear the secrets of God. Lord, let, let us be a body that's so connected in spirit. Lord, for those who have not been able to join these calls this last 21 days, we ask you to give them a conviction to go and listen to the podcasts, to go listen to their shepherd, the overseer. Let them soak into this word. 
so that we could all go to a different level and a different dimension in the spirit. And at the end of the day, you'll be glorified in everything we do. I bless each and every person who's here today and everyone who's connected to this word. May the most dominant voice be the voice of the spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.